Okay, so guys, this one is special for sure. Today we have a Chris Salerno. He's an investor and owner of QC Capital Multifamily Investment Firm. Chris has also sold more than four, uh, sorry, that's an, I, wanna, I didn't want to exaggerate, 40 million in real estate volume and helped to lead the number one real estate team in the Carolinas. Named to Charlotte's 30 under 30, Chris is the leading expert in real estate, providing people an opportunity to protect and grow their money with QC Capital. So welcome to The Money Show today, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure, brother. You know, like, you, you know, we, we talked before uh, the interview, you know, a little bit like, you know, I said, I always uh, want to be part of, you know, like real estate people and, and people who are watching right now, probably that's why they tuned in, you know, because of the catchy title that they, that they just read, right? And Definitely. Because, you know, Chris is an expert in this space and now you guys can can see that, you know, just, just in a minute. So before, um, can you just explain people, uh, what do you do and how did you came across the real estate space in the first uh, first place and maybe a little bit more about yourself and your story? Yeah, definitely. Um, so QC Capital, I found it here. Um, QC stands for Queen City and I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, which they call Charlotte, North Carolina, the Queen City. So I broke it down to QC Capital um, and our specialty is very heavily on that Charlotte market. Um, the good thing is, is the economic growth that we have here in Charlotte. We are second biggest financial district in the United States, which a lot of people don't know that. Uh, we have a, because of our, um, the way of living and the cost of living here so low, we have a lot of people coming in here, a lot of jobs transferring because of taxes and everything. So our main focus is heavily on this Charlotte market. And when I've, I've ran a company, COO of a company and understood that when you're growing a company or when you are running a company, you should focus on one thing and really make that one thing everything. So that's why our main focus is here in that Charlotte market. Um, and we specialize in class B and class C value added assets. So um, over a hundred units are so our specialties going into these properties that are under managed mom and pops, family owned. We go in there, we fix all the units up to meet the class A um, comparisons right now here in the Charlotte market because there's so many class A apartments here uh, with granite countertops, hardwood floors, stainless steel appliances. Then we go ahead and up the rents um, and we add amenities to these complexes. So uh, these, these class B and class C complexes have more amenities that can compete with these class A complexes here in the Charlotte area. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I know like all these places, not even probably Carolina, like all these states, because I'm not from states, but probably some of you guys who are watching right now, you know, are from there, from that part, maybe you're from Europe. Well, it doesn't matter because all the places, Europe, Anywhere. states, it's getting over overbuilt all over the place. So, you know, that's where the, you mentioned class A properties are, are coming from, you know, that's. And the biggest, and the biggest thing is here in the Charlotte area, especially, and I, I know we're probably seeing this around the world is that these class A brand new apartments, I mean, it is astronomical in rent what they're charging. So yeah. I feel comfortable and feel very pleased to go into a, um, a undermanaged, a property that is undervalued and that is not. Um, up to date like these class A's and get them up to date with the granite countertops, the stainless steel appliances, hardwood yeah. floors, and not up the rent substantially. So these type of um, tenants can feel very comfortable and they love their, they love their home and they make the, these apartments feel like their home initially. So um, I'm honored to do that. Yeah, yeah, ex exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, well, you know, it depends like from, from, a, from a renter's end. I mean, what people are looking for, are they looking for just that, you know, I, I, came, I came in into the unit and, you know, it's all brand new, like you mentioned, you know, the, the kitchen countertops, granite countertops, the, the, bath, the bath, um, bathroom is fixed, like the room is, it's all freshly done. Are they looking for that sense of community also, you, you know, that there won't be any, uh, you know, like bad people in the place, you know, is, does that matter also or? Yeah, I think definitely um, it matters big time when we go ahead and do our value added for each property. The curb appeal is um, I used to sell residential real estate and when selling homes and when even going into multifamily, once my transitioning went over, the biggest thing is curb appeal. So right when you pull up to a property, most of our tenants feel home and they feel welcomed. Um, and I think that's a big thing when going in 
before they even see the unit is that they feel that the surrounding of the complex with the amenities and the landscaping, they feel like it's home. Then once they walk into the, the units, it's, it's a no go. I mean, it is a for sure thing they want to get in. Yeah. So, so from a buyer's, from a buyer's perspective, from your end, it's, it's not just the counter drops and, and all that stuff also. It's, it's appealing at the first place too. Yeah. I want, I want them to, I would not purchase a complex that I would not move into. That is my motto. That's how I am as a person is that if I'm going to purchase a complex and renovate it, I have to do it to my liking and my life. My standards are very high. If you know me and if you follow me on Instagram, my standards are extremely high, but I have to make sure that this complex is something that I would personally move my family into before I even put it on the market for a lease for these tenants. Okay. Okay. That's, that's great. Love it. So, you know, talking about, you know, the, the units and, you know, uh, updating them and, and having all that. So how do you determine multifamily investment criteria in the first place? And uh, can you talk about a little bit more about the purchasing process? How does that work? Yeah, definitely. So um, going down and breaking it to the criteria, um, the biggest thing in anyone who's thinking about going into multifamily or real estate in general, I always stress, and I used to coach people around the United States in real estate. I always stress you have to have a coach. So I hired a coach um, and we, re we really sat down and narrowed down the criteria. The biggest thing in, um, in the United States in 08 and 09, we got hit very heavily in the real estate market, um, the big boom. And I think, yes, we're going to see another market shift. It's about time. Um, I do not think personally that, in my opinion, that we will see what we saw in 08, 09, and 2010. But I went back and I studied. Industrial retail and office got hit very heavily. Multifamily did not get hit very hard, um, but it did take a dip. And the classes that took a dip was a class, just like what we said, a class because it's brand new construction yep. and they're charging the top of the line for rent. Yep. But B and C class did not take that hard of a hit. And even in the recovery stage of 2011, 2012 and 13, B and C class recovered a lot quicker than A class did and over the board from industrial retail and office. So my specialty is that B and C class for our investors because when we do see that market shift and we want to make sure that our investors are still pleased and we can still go ahead and give them our preferred return that we preferred to them on that monthly basis of that extra income. You know, I don't know in their lives what happens if, you know, they may lose a job or not, or, you know, something like that, because back in 08 and 09, a lot of people did, but I want to make sure our investors feel very comfortable with our investment during a market correction. Um, so that's why a lot of investors invest with us is because that's how we see it is that we're trying to make sure during that market correction, we still have a very strong asset that is cash flowing and making sure they get paid on a monthly basis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I love what you said about the A, A and B type of properties, you know, like, well, A, A type of properties is probably would be really hard to buy because those properties is going to be quite expensive, I guess. You know? <laughs> Very much so. We just had a couple here in Charlotte hit the market and they're close to 70, 80 million. Yeah, and they, they are turnkey properties and you guys Very much. For, for value adds, you know, um, value add properties. And would you recommend like for anybody who's looking to get involved into real estate space to, to go and see um, the C or D properties? Would you, you know, C properties that are, are okay. You know, we were talking 20 years uh, old, maybe, you know, are we talking C, C type of locations or, or C type of properties, first of all? C, C type of properties. Um, we actually um, are acquiring currently a C type of property right now. So um, C type of properties, I think if you are getting your foot into it, um, I don't, I don't um, sponsor or anything, but bigger pockets is a big thing. Um, that's how I, I've met a lot of people, but podcasts. Um, the uh, podcasts are a big thing. Um, that is where I actually gained a lot of my knowledge and that's how I find, I found my personal coach. Um, is through a podcast. I was listening to this podcast and went to a networking multifamily event. Um, so if you have those in your area, multifamily networking events, go. Um, I'm not, I was not big into them. Now I'm big into them, but I pushed myself to go to this event and I met a, a business partners that I'm doing deals with right now. And I met my, that's how uh, I got introduced to my coach currently. And if I did not go to that event, I would not be here where I am at, at today. So 
it, it comes to that positive mindset and taking that courage to step outside of your comfort zone because that's where the success sits is outside of that comfort zone to go to these multifamily networking events, listening to podcasts and just soaking up as much information needed um, to go into this type of career. Um, the big thing is, is it took me one year to soak up just a, as much knowledge as possible before I even made the jump to leaving selling residential real estate to 100% full-time into multifamily syndication. Okay. Okay. I, I love it. You know, I, I love it because you, what you said is, is true, right? Because people yeah. are looking, you know, there's a lot of people like real estate is booming all over the place. And there's a matter oh, yes. of Europe, everybody's just looking to be an investor. And, and what determines an investor from, from a non-investor guys, you know, the, the ones who are, you know, Instagram uh, posers, right? You know, like I'm investing. If you bought a house, it's not an investment, you know? I agree. If you bought, if you bought a REIT, if you bought a stock, it's not an investment. You're not an investor, you know, like, and what, what Chris said is just basic, simple truth. Like before you invest into real estate, you should invest in yourself. Like Correct. it takes a lot of time. Like I, I did an interview before guys, you can go and check her out uh, uh, previous week. You know, the guy said exactly the same. He owns one and a half thousand units. And the guy said exactly the same. I was obsessed with my learning all the time before I invested, invested, you know, the money. You can invest the time before you invest, invest the money. I think the biggest, I think the biggest thing is, is um, time is very valuable. And um, we all need to realize that is because we cannot buy time back. And we only have one brain. Um, Warren Buffett made a very quote that if, if he can give you, if you can get any car you want in the world, say it's a Lamborghini, how would you take care of that car? You would take care of it spotless. I mean, you'd probably baby it though. I mean, if you had it for the rest of your life and could not pick a new car, you would baby that car. Well, why don't we do that with our brains? Because we only have one brain. So it's not necessarily, I think a big thing is, is, and when I first started out is that I asked these people who have um, a thousand units under their uh, management, who have 5,000 units under the management, Hey, can I just shadow you a day? Can I, can I just talk questions with you and talk real estate with you and just be a fly on the wall? Because the knowledge that I gained from just being in that same room with them when they're speaking real estate is helping and is definitely helped me to get to where I'm at today um, because no one can take the knowledge away from me that I've learned. Exactly. So I think it's very important to give back to yourself, give back to your mind and your family to gain that knowledge, to get to where you want to be and to hit your goals essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. hundred percent, you know, and, and you, you know, I get the message like, you know, you have to leave your room and you have to go to the event and you have to meet people. Cause you know, there's a lot of people talking like, Oh, I just want to be a solopreneur. I want to do my own thing. Like, I, no. I, don't, I don't like talking with people like this is, this is not, 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 not for you guys. I, I used to be in, I used to be, I used to be that person that, you know, went to the networking event and just hung out in the corner. Me too. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that's it. But then I realized when I went to this networking event to meet my mentors and to actually get introduced to my coach currently, I was there by myself at a handful of business cards. And I said, I'm here. I'm the only one dressed in a suit. I'm going to hand out all these business cards. Um, and that's where I'm at today. So the biggest thing is, is it's, it's that comfort zone. And I, I draw a circle and I'll, I'll post it on my Instagram. It's a comfort zone and everything in that circle is where you're comfortable at. And then if you draw a circle around that, that is where the success lies in your life. And you have to step out of that comfort zone. You have to talk to people. Um, the biggest thing is a team. Um, the way I have QC capital structured is that we are, we're a big team environment and anyone who's in the team, we all grow together um, because I've, I've noticed and I've studied with multimillionaires and billionaires is that as a team, we all grow together instead of just one person. One person will max out sooner or later and a team with multiple minds seeing a situation differently will grow together and we'll all hit our goals together. And that's, yeah. this, that's yeah. the best thing is everybody hitting them with goals together. Yeah, leverage. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, can we talk about, you know, skills that we, we, we talked about being uncomfortable, going and talking yeah. with people, you know, all that stuff. I mean, it, it, once it's uncomfortable, then you get comfortable after some time. But Correct. How to, learn, uh, how to raise capital. I mean, what, what, what does it take, first of all, for someone to, to learn how to raise capital for these type of investments? 
Yeah, definitely. Well, I think any position someone's in, it's always a sales position. Um, but when it comes to raising capital, to me, it is uh, very important um, because it's a, it's a very touchy subject. Um, because depending on how much you have to raise, um, it's a lot of money. And when people make money, they really take care of their money better than anyone else would. So the biggest thing is, as I found with all of my investors and who I've built um, with going in and investing in deals is trust. Um, you have to gain that trust. And if it's going to their, um, their kids game going uh, this Saturday, I'm going to one of my investors wives. She's performing They're Indian and she's performing a skit here in Charlotte. And I'm taking my fiance and I to there um, to support them and support them as a family. So the biggest thing is building trust um, with your clients and with your investors, because when they trust you, they'll trust your decision and they won't second guess your, your decision when going to acquiring a property and making sure the numbers are right for the investment. So I think the biggest thing is trust and building a very strong relationship that I have with all my investors who trust me to make that right de uh, decision and uh, make going in when acquiring a property. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, that's great. I, I, I love this. Uh, what about um, how can someone like, let's say, you know, like somebody's just starting, let's say, okay, I, I'm starting in this space, like, and probably you, you were talking about uh, high net worth in the individuals that are investing in, into your deals probably takes, it doesn't take probably a couple thousand. We're talking probably what, 100,000 initial investment. Has yeah. Yeah. Our investments for all of our um, properties are a minimum of 50,000. Um, all the way up. Um, it, it depends on the deal and on the project, um, but all the way up to 1.2, 1.5 million for an initial investment for our clients. And they all have to be accredited investors. Okay. Okay. So let's say this statistically, you know, I don't know the, the, the right number, but I think it's somewhere up to like 70% of people in the United States. I think statistics is the same in Europe, almost maybe number is higher. Who knows? Because yeah. you guys are more uh, capitalists. And I love that because you care about money here. People, maybe they don't care that much. I don't know. Who knows? But, uh, you know, the number is like 72% of uh, people in the U.S. don't have $400 in the pocket of savings. Like, it's, 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 it's crazy. So how can someone meet those high net, uh, net worth individuals? How they can build those connections and build that trust in the first place? Yeah, great question. So I think um, you surround yourself. Um, we have all heard the saying, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you your future. Um, it's, it's really true. You surround yourself with high network individuals and how you do that is you go to where high network individuals like to hang out at. Um, I have a lot of, a lot of personal friends of mine who own multiple Lamborghinis, Ferraris, and every Sunday the guys go out and drive. I mean, so it's surrounding yourself in that type of network and getting outside of your comfort zone to go talk to these people, to just let them know what you're doing, to make friends with them and don't sell them right off the bat. I'm not a big salesperson right off the bat, like a used car salesman, they say over here. I build that relationship and that trust because that relationship and trust will go for the next hundred years than you just trying to sell them one product. Um, so having a strong reputation, relationship and trust, um, that right there is a big thing for me. And people here in the Charlotte area knows that I'm a, I'm a real estate guy. They know anything real estate related. They come to me. I mean, I don't sell residential real estate anymore, but I get calls from past clients saying, Hey, Chris, if I did this to my kitchen, would it add value? Um, and that's what I love is that I built that relationship with them. I built that trust that they know anything real estate related, you come to me. So it was a transitioning going over into that multifamily space. But with these investors who invested in residential, I'm showing them a greater opportunity for returns in the multifamily um, type of uh, real estate assets that they can get for an investment. And they're very pleased with that. So I, I would say going back to answering that question is surround yourself, go to these events, um, uh, multifamily events, um, go to investor events, go to car meetups with, you know, nice cars, um, high network um, events to meet these people, hand out business cards and show them your passion. 
Um, that's the biggest thing is at a very young age, everyone knows and they still know that my passion for real estate is out the roof. I love real estate. Um, and I've met congressmen here in the state of North Carolina and they know that my passion for real estate is out of the roof. So they trust me in any real estate decision I make. Um, so I, I would say really surround yourself and go to these networking events um, because you never know. You never judge a book by its cover. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and again, I just love what you said about, you know, like being an expert in, in this yeah. space. Because like, you know, sometimes if you go on, on a social channels, like for instance, Instagram or Facebook, you go on a people like, the, the, you know, maybe the picture gets your attention. You know, there's a guy leaning on a, on a nice car oh. and you just like, <laughs> I'm going to check, check what, who, the, who this person is, you know, like has some and, and you go we, and the person yeah. is like, I'm a real estate investor, a trader, like uh, I'm doing like te 10 different things. So I don't know if that works, you know, for, for those people, but you know, like if you just become good at one, not good, great at one thing, like Correct. expert and one thing, if that, if that's your thing, if the multifamily is your thing, I think you just keep watching it and you want to see what's going to happen next. If not, you probably switch to another video and, and checking, you know, maybe some trading and stuff like that. I don't know, but I, I'm just saying all of these options are good, but just don't dabble in, in, in the hundred of, you know. I agree. And as we discussed before this, you know, about Bitcoin and stuff, I played in Bitcoin at the beginning of this year and lost over $15,000. And right. I, and I looked at myself and I said, I do not know Bitcoin because I'm not an expert day trader, a cryptocurrency trader. I'm an expert in real estate. That is my expertise. And why would I go and dabble in other things that I'm not an expert in? So that's why I am just 100% in the real estate market. I get messages every day on Instagram. Oh, what about this stock or this stock? I say, I don't mess with the stock market. I don't mess with cryptocurrency. My main thing is multifamily real estate. And that's the only thing. Exactly. And that's what we know Chris Salerno for. He's a real that's estate. right. <laughs> and we're going to know him for like this forever. So that is right. So let's talk about um, picking the market for your investments. You know, would, do you have any advice on that? I mean, and do you invest um, and would you recommend to invest people or in, in other states? Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's very important. Um, I invest throughout the Carolinas, Greenville, South Carolina, Raleigh. I invest throughout the Carolinas. There are other states I do look into. Um, Austin, Texas, Houston, Texas, um, Orlando, Florida, and then the South Florida area. And the so reason why everything, everything South, the South is booming. I mean, all, all the baby boomers are coming towards South. That's where they're going to retire, right? Oh yeah. I mean, that, that's where they're all going to retire. The big thing though is, is that I don't just focus it just on that. I focus it because I know those markets. Exactly. I specialize very heavily here in Charlotte and that is my, that is my market. Anything that I can drive down Charlotte and tell you any new uh, crane that just came up and what they're going to build. If it's office, a hotel, I know there's um, over seven, or there's eight hotels that are coming in Charlotte. Um, I know that there's over 250 um, development or um, developments right now that are office in the south end of Charlotte. So I know my market in Charlotte. So um, when I first hired my coach, that was one of our things to do is narrow down your market. And I am, I'm 100% involved in my business and I have a passion for it that if I did not live in a great market or the suburbs of a great market, I will up and move tomorrow to get to a good market. Yeah. Because I've realized at a very young age is that here in, the, here in the United States, money buys everything. And that's really everywhere in the world that money buys everything. So I wanna be in a good market where I can know that I can specialize and be a real estate expert and be the top person in that market that I can go ahead and outbid other people because I know where that market and where that area is going. Um, so my main focus is just on that one thing. And when you focus on that one thing, you can go ahead and you'll see your business take it to the next level. So that's why I did not move because Charlotte's market, in my opinion, is the best on the East Coast because of our growth and because of our um, low living cost here. Um, but to go ahead and narrow down your market, narrow down a market you know. And let's hope that market you know is a good market. If it is not, I would say, in my opinion, what I would do if I was in your shoes is I would go and move to a market that is a phenomenal market off the charts that I see in the next 10, 20, and 30 years that it will still stay very strong. Mm -hmm. And I would move there and I would be a local real estate expert. 
I would okay. know everything that's going on in the, the, the development side, multifamily. Here in Charlotte, there, there needs to be 72 more thousand apartments by 2030, just in Charlotte. So I'm good. I don't need to, I mean, I don't need to go to another market. I know what's going on here in Charlotte. Um, so I think that's the big thing is know what market you want to study and study it like the back of your hand. Just like we discussed a little bit ago, don't hop to different things. Know that market, study it like the back of your hand and be a real estate expert in that market. Yeah. Uh, and what, what about what people should be looking for when they're investing in those markets and, and they're willing, let's say, you know, I'm somewhere in Texas, what particularly, because there is markets in the markets, you know, it could be, I, I could be sitting, you know, in, in Dallas or, or in Houston and there could be, you know, markets within the market, within the, Correct. it could be a good spot or a bad spot to invest in. But what, what I should look for specifically, am I looking for, you know, like um, hospitals or, or, or maybe, you know, like technology companies like Facebook, Amazon coming in, like who I'm looking for when I'm looking ahead those 10, 20 years? Great question. So, um, and to answer that, and just like you just said, there could be good markets and bad markets here in the Charlotte area. There are bad markets that I won't even go and invest in because I know that people are moving out of that city. Some investors who are out of state may not know that because they don't know mar the Charlotte market like I do. So when I look into a market and I was blessed to be in one of the second financial districts in the United States city here and the growth and all the, the fortune 500 companies that um, are housed here for their headquarters. I'm blessed to be there. But when you're looking to invest in a market or looking to go ahead and move to be a real estate expert in that market, I would look, what I did is I looked back in 08, 09, 2010 and Charlotte was a very still, it was a very strong market still. And that's one thing I like. Because I know in a market shift, a market correction, that Charlotte will still be very strong. So our investors will still be very pleased. But looking with jobs, I would look for very strong high employment jobs. I would not make sure the top five uh, or number one there within job employment that it holds the majority of the jobs in that market. I want to see a diverse. So through one through 15, I want to see there's a big, big number with them all, but small um, gaps between them all. That, that right there shows me that there's a very big diverse market, job, job market um, in that city. And that right there would spark my potential to go ahead and invest, me personally. Okay. Okay. Got it. Uh, what, what about, you know, uh, investing as we spoke, you know, it, let's say I'm in the wrong market. I'm living somewhere in California, right? That, or San Francisco, you know, it's one of those not, not right markets, right? Correct. I want to invest somewhere, let's say in Georgia. And mm -hmm. what's, what's the, like, what's the deal here? Like, is, is, what do you recommend, like, to get partners in Georgia or for me just to completely relocate and, and, and live in a different A lot of people, like we discussed earlier, is that comfort zone won't want to step out to hit their success level to relocate. Or maybe financially they can't relocate. Or they just, their job is housed in one of those cities and they just, their family's there and you know, they don't want to relocate, which is completely fine. Cause I have investors from Houston that invest in the Charlotte market and they trust me because of the track record I built with my previous investors in my relationships. So I would say the biggest thing is find out who is the market expert for that type of real estate asset that you want to invest in. Um, the thing we are blessed with, and I know when I was growing up, I wasn't blessed with it, but what we're blessed with today is social media. Facebook, I use Facebook for 100 strictly, um, you see my family on there, but all my investors are on there, all my business partners are on there, and I, I go ahead and I network with them on Facebook. I know if I send them an email and they don't respond, I can go to Facebook Messenger and they'll respond to me quicker. So go on Facebook, find out who's the market expert in those cities you are thinking about investing in, and then talk to them. You know, go ahead and get their, their track record. Go ahead and get their information, you know, interview them necessarily because you're investing your money with them. Interview them. Make sure that you feel comfortable with giving them your investments for those properties and those deals. You know, find out their track record and see what they have done with the previous deals that they've had and how they paid their investors back. So I would go ahead and use and leverage social media to your advantage to reach out to these market experts in the area. Um, you can easily go. I know there's um, in the Charlotte area, there's Charlotte multifamily networking um, closed Facebook group. 
you can go ahead and um, be a member of it and tell them that you're looking to invest in the city and you want to find out a multifamily um, investor that you that has a great track record that you feel comfortable with. I promise you no one's going to decline your, um, your joining one of those closed Facebook groups. So I think that's a big thing is leverage social media to find out that market expert um, in the cities that, um, that you feel that are potential um, investments for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's coming back to a couple of things that we talked before, like, you know, you, first you have to become an expert to right. know that this is the space because it's hard to be committed when you're not committed to 10 things. I agree. And, then when you become committed, then it's like, okay, tunnel vision and you just dive in. So um, what about uh, picking the deals? You know, okay, we, now we know what, what markets and why. What about mm -hmm. underwriting the deals? Any uh, advice for people on that? Yeah, I definitely think, um, and you know, and I've read ton of books on very successful people and, um, they say even Richard Branson says is that your weakness, you want to make sure is someone else's strength. So underwriting um, the deals, I make sure that my team underwrites it after I run underwrite it. And then I, I make sure I turn it off to another underwriter. So I have multiple people underwriting these deals because I don't want to make a bad decision going in with paying overpaying in a market or anything like that, because we, we don't know when that market correction will happen. So you don't want to overpay for a property, especially if it's class A, in my opinion. So I would say really YouTube is a phenomenal, um, learn how to underwrite deals, then find someone who's good with numbers, good with financing, knows the loan structures, uh, when looking at on the debt side, um, to underwrite the deal with you. Um, and sit down with you. And if you have any questions, I hopped on a Zoom call yesterday and um, someone had questions on my underwriting process and I answered them. So you have to be confident in your underwriting process, but make sure multiple people underwrite it because we all do miss things. Um, we all do miss. And when it comes to underwriting big deals, when it comes to 10, 20, $30 million deals that we're doing, um, if you're off by 5,000 or off by 2% when you're underwriting it through our formulas, that can change everything. Uh, just by 2% of, you know, um, a cap rate or anything, it can change everything. So it's very important to make sure you underwrite it and then have someone who, um, if that's your weakness, have someone else double check your underwriting process. Yeah. And, and that's coming back to being uncomfortable because that means you have to get a team. Oh my God. Talk with more people. Jeez. I know. I know you have to step out of your comfort zone and network. I mean, everything we're talking about is basically in one big circle that we're talking about. Yeah. You have to step out of your comfort zone. I think that's the first thing is stepping out of your comfort zone and meeting new people and networking. Exactly. Exactly. Because you know, like you guys that are watching this video and please like, and subscribe if you didn't into this channel, you know, yeah. you, you love real estate. That's why you tuned in. That's why you keep watching this. And you know, and real estate is a great thing. As Chris said, and I can, you know, can tell exactly the same. I just love real estate, specifically multifamily, you know. And this is the right vehicle for people to, to create true wealth, wealth, you know. Either either for the people that are investing with them or, or you know, for, this, for, this, or for themselves also, you know. Just, I, I, I think the, you hit it on the spot. Create true wealth. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. A lot of people ask me, when are you going to retire? I'll never retire because when my, when I grow my family big with my kids and everything, I'm going to give them one of my properties so they can go ahead and reap the cash flow of that property and enjoy life. Um, a lot of people don't know is I dropped out of college and now I mentor the business department at my previous college because of my real estate background and my success in real estate. So I think it's, it's very important. Um, like you said, as you build that very, that strong wealth through real estate. Exactly. Because there's a lot of people like I understand young generation, you see maybe because we're coming from a different, different generation. I could say, yep. you know, I don't know how old they're about probably we were close, you know, same age. So we, we maybe we have a little bit different thinking because the younger generation I'm talking like 14, 16, 18, you know, they're thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to be next Zuckerberg or I'm going to come up with this great app or invention or something. You know? Instagram famous or, you know, yeah. all that. We're looking for this new answer. Like, you know, it's great. Like, well, how many people are going to have like Facebook? What's the chance of you coming up with a Facebook or, or something huge like that? I mean, I remember when MySpace was around. 
Yeah, the numbers are so small. Like it's very much so. The statistics are against you guys, you know. But to invest into multifamily or be part of this, like connect the people. That's what it takes, you know. To first get uncomfortable, connect with the right people, you know. Become become a team with those people and help people. You know. If you study, and I've studied this. If you study Forbes, um, Forbes top twenty in the whole world, they all have real estate assets that they invested in. They all have real estate assets because it's a, to me, it's a safer asset. It's a physical asset. It's safer because as humans back in the day, we, we went and we hunt for our, our meals. We hunt for food. And then the second thing we look for is shelter. So it's a, it's a necessity. We all need shelter. So if you look at that, everybody has um, invested interest in real estate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And who knows how long Facebook is going to be? Well, I'm sorry, maybe Facebook will, will not go away, but there are some companies that will go away and new companies will show up and stuff. Oh, for sure. We're talking about the internet companies. But, they, you know, the real estate is going to be forever. Hopefully. It is. Okay, there has to be some serious, you know, thing going on, a meteor or something. If meteor hits... <laughs> no one's gonna be here, right? <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. My opinion is, it's not gonna hit. It's not gonna hit. Exactly. Don't worry, guys. I'm just yeah. <laughs> Can you just talk about structuring um, uh, your financing for for the deals? And you know, talking about the leverage, how much? Uh, it, you know, when it becomes risky, and what's the number on, on the leverage on the finance? Yeah, definitely. So I think um, you know, leverage is good. Um, here in the United States, a lot of people, um, you know, they, they said the American dream is to pay off your house. American dream is to be debt free. Well, if you look, like I said, top 20 of Forbes, they all have debt. It's how you leverage the debt um, to build that wealth in, in life. So when I, when I look at um, the debt from our, our lenders that are uh, bringing it to us on these deals, and I look at that and I see it very closely, I don't want to over leverage myself, you know? Yeah, it may sound good, 80% LTV um, going into a deal, but at the end of the day, is it the right thing for our investors? Maybe that 75% LTV for that particular deal is the right thing for our investors. So I always put my investors first before I make my decisions. Would my investors be pleased with me making this decision? And I think that's what that's why our investors trust me so well is that when I think that way, would our investors be pleased with me making this decision? They, they really build that relationship and you build that track work record. So when looking at it, you don't want to over leverage yourself when looking at it. You don't want to under leverage yourself. And if it's not one of your strengths, find someone whose strengths that is to underwrite a deal to realize and to know what the yield is and everything like that. So when you come out of that deal, you make it a profit for you and your investors. So really, if it's not your strengths, ask questions, network, find someone whose strengths it is for that type of the debt side. Okay, and, and how is important what when structuring a financing, looking, looking uh, let's say those 10 years, you know, or, or whatever the exit is, five year, 10 year exit, you know, looking at, in, in front and let's say, you know, we're in this situation like everybody's expecting for a downturn as, as we talk, you know, low, so how does that, uh, you know, uh, uh, affect your, your financing? How, how do you structure, you know, uh, from there? Yeah, so uh, all of our deals are different. Um, we, we all go into a deal with a goal in mind. Either we're going to hold it for five years, hold it for seven, hold it for 10, or sell it for after two to three years. So going into each deal, each deal is different, each property is different. And that's one reason why I love real estate is because it's different. It's not the same thing over and over. So depending on the deal, we'll normally hold for a five to seven year period. Now, because some deals are undervalued very much so in some locations here in the Carolinas that we know that we can go in there, fix it up, go ahead and wait for about a two and a half to three year term and then sell it for a profit and make sure our investors get their um, profit that we preferred back to them then we'll go ahead and do that. So I think um, to answer that, each deal is totally different when, when we're looking into it, but we have a set goal in mind going into each deal of what we're going to do so when we do exit. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because like what happened in the previous, uh, in 2008, 2007, like there's a lot of people who are over leveraged, right? Correct. Like, when they bought the deals and then the, the times changed, you know, and, and like, you know, like you, you mentioned A properties and B properties. That, that's why B and C properties, I think, you know, like it's a great 
investment because you know, people will not start to afford their A type of property rents and they will just start to go to B and C properties. So Correct. And those B and C properties, I'll, I'll, I'll always be around for them. So when they come, but I want to make sure those B and C properties feel like that A class property. Um, and they feel, they feel great about the product that we give to them. Okay. So talking about, you know, people over leveraging and, and doing some, you know, bad investments. Can you talk about your personal worst and, and the best investment from your experience? Yeah, definitely. Um, so talking about, um, we, we chat about a Bitcoin worst investment I've ever made. That's why I do not invest in the stock market at the crypto, all. The crypto guys, Chris, are going to hate you on this one. Later. I am sorry. I am sorry. I would love to chat with them to, you know, find out their niche, but that is not my niche. So if you are making money in it and building wealth in it, I give it to you. Mm -hmm. Um, but when it comes to it, my worst investment was that. Um, best investment I say, uh, would be networking and not necessarily in real estate, but it, it's networking and finding my coach. Um, I think that's the best investment because that is long-term, um, and he is long-term and he's going to take me, um, to where I want to be, um, in my five-year goal, which is on Forbes. So I, I think that would be my best investment is investing in myself with my knowledge for him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like totally. I agree with you 100%. Guys, everybody, everybody who's succeeding or on the way to success, like everybody's gonna say the same. Like the best investment. I like, you know, I, I did a bunch of interviews, and everybody's saying because I'm asking all these guys the same question. You know, like the worst and the best, and they always say the best was in myself. You know, the it book, is the seminar, uh, the, the people, like you know, somebody, you know, but that was in them. That wasn't. As we mentioned, as, as we talked before, it wasn't, you know, oh, I just put some money in real estate, you know, and it's bound. No. Crypto and bound. No, they talk Correct. about, you know, I start reading, I start talking with people. That's, that's the best investment. So I, I agree with you. The biggest thing you said, too, is reading. Um, I wasn't a big reader, but now I am a very big reader. And like I said earlier, is that when I left college, um, I, I went to Barnes & Noble, and I, I sat in Barnes & Noble, and I read books on real estate investing stocks, bonds, securities. And that's why I came back to what is something that we all as humans need? We need shelter. So I want to invest in real estate. Um, so that's why, that's how really my big jump is straight into real estate. And now I mentor the business department um, at my previous college on uh, what I do, my success in real estate and how to find that one thing to focus on to take you to the next level in your career. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So, you know, we, we talked about getting involved with the people and, and building a team and having, having a team to, you know, having your back when it right. comes to, you know, like looking at the deals, so, you know, uh, doing underwriting. So can you just talk about for people who want to start, like what it takes to build a team and how they should structure it? Okay. Very good. So, um, I think, um, structuring it, um, well, let's go with how to build a team. Number one, you got to step out of your comfort zone and network. That's how you build a team. The more people you talk to, the bigger your network is, the higher your net worth will be. Yeah. We've all heard that. Uh, and I'm a true believer in that. So build that network. Talk to people. Always have business cards on you. You know, any, everybody loves real estate. So you can easily pop up a conversation about real estate. And then when it goes to building a team and what that looks like, I always believe in it organically coming together. If you force something, um, you know, trying to force two magnets together, if they're on the opposite ones, they're both negative, they're going to retract. So don't force it. Don't force into trying to growing a team or building a team. Have it organically grow by the network that you build and the people you meet. Okay. Okay. So... And how does the team sh should look like? I mean, you, you know, what, what does it involve that should have an account? Like, what, where do the people start? Like, I don't know, like, what, what, who should I pick, like, in the first place? Is it, like, was it my friend Joe? Uh, he, he, I know he's good at math. He was like, studying in schools. And, like, who, who is the team? Who's supposed to be involved in, in, in this? Like, who's underwriting the deals? Like, how do you find these people? Like, because that's what people, you know, that's what people are looking for, for those answers. People, Correct. You know, people are talking, oh, you just go and find, you just talk and there's a bam, you know, I have five people. 
Yeah. Really, man, like, how do I find these people? Like, where do I go? And, and, and who are these people? Like, great, great question. So my, my background on how I found these people is going back to number one, networking. I stepped outside of my comfort zone. I met my business partners. Um, I met my mentors. I met my coach. Um, got introduced to my coach. Um, so I, I went out and I stepped outside of my comfort zone and I built that relationship with them. They saw my passion for real estate. They saw that I will do anything and whatever it takes to make sure I have a successful business and that my investors are very pleased with our business. And they saw that. So when I, when I started talking to them, I realized very quickly what my weaknesses were and what my strengths were. So talking to them, they helped me with my weaknesses. So um, when, I, when, I, when you go into a network, you build that relationship with people, find out their strengths, find out their weaknesses. How are they um, leveraging their weaknesses? If it's a virtual assistant across seas, um, I know some people leverage their weakness with those virtual assistants. So find out your weakness and then how can we leverage your weakness? That's the biggest thing is how can you leverage it? Because life is how you can create a deal and how you leverage everything. So leverage your weakness by networking, finding people who has your weakness as their strength and just talk with them. The biggest thing is once you hit a certain level of success, once you hit a certain level of building your business to the next level, you want to give back. That's why if you follow me on Instagram, every day I post about motivational uh, mindset, being very positive, spending family time. I post about our deals, what to look for, what not to look for. So it's very important to build that mindset and build that positivity. So when you meet these people, they can feel that and we all grow together. We all give our knowledge back, but you'll be surprised that someone will say no to you. If you ask for advice, find out who is where you want to be. My coach, when I first, we first did our interview together, I told him my goal is to be Forbes 30 under 30 and to be Forbes self-made real estate billionaire. He says, that's funny because that's my goal too. And we both have a, a picture that we have on our whiteboard of our picture saying Forbes billionaire. So find out who has those same goals and reach out to them. Ask them for advice because the worst they're going to say is no. But I promise you, you, you really won't get a no out of these people because they want to give back their knowledge. And if you really have a passion for real estate, they'll feel that and they'll say yes to you. Okay. Okay. In, in between the questions right quick, because you, you just got my attention. Just uh, I, I want to <laughs> touch that subject like a, a billion. I'm trying to think like, you know, is it for you? Like, because there's a lot of people, they, they get this perspective and that's why I want to talk about this, you know, like, because a lot of people like money is, is everything like, oh my God. So the money is, is, you know, the money, family, health, and like the money is most important. So, you know, money buys everything. I, I hate to say it, it but money buys everything it and does. material things in life do make us happy as humans. Yeah. Now they may make us sad as well, but they do make us very happy. You know, yeah. you're living with a beautiful home, you know, that makes you happy. It makes you feel comfortable. So yeah. I agree. hundred percent. But my question is like, is the billion just for the number, just for to reach the billion or, or is it's bigger purpose is, or it's just because, you know, probably you heard the Donald Trump saying, you know, like uh, something, his quote was saying something like, I, I love making money in real estate, but the game excites me more than, than you know, than, than the money. The money is just keeping the score. Correct. Yeah. So the biggest thing um, is when I underwrite these, um, Warren Buffett says the same thing. Money is just keeping score. But when I underwrite these deals, I don't look at what I get paid. I don't care about what I get paid. I care about what my investors get paid. Exactly. I know that if I can help a lot of people build wealth, then at the end of the day, I believe in laws of attraction, it will be taken care of for me. So I don't even look at what I get paid on my, on the spreadsheets. There's a tab on where it is, but I don't look at it because I'm not worried about it. I'm worried about giving and building other people's wealth because I know at the end of the day, it will come back to me. Um, and I, I, and I love real estate and it will be in real estate. The number of 1 billion is because, um, I've had a lot of people doubt me. I've had a lot of people tell me I can't and I want to prove them wrong. And then when I make that before I die, I will give it away. Um, my mother has stage four breast cancer. So I plan on building a nonprofit privately owned uh, cancer facility for uh, cancer um, patients. Yeah. And then um, a big thing to me is that I love animals. I love dogs. I love cats. So I want to build a ginormous no kill shelter 
um, because a lot of people over here will breed too many animals and mistreat them. So I want to have a big warehouse where they all can just be happy because if you really think about it, animals live in the moment. They're not worried about what's going on. They just live in that moment and they're so happy. Um, so those are my goals to reach that 1 billion. But um, I've been doubted a lot. I've uh, been criticized a lot. A lot of people doubted me on my goals. Well, they're my goals. They're not yours. Um, so that's why I'm going to reach them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I just love what you said because, you know, like people, because people operate two ways. They either get pulled by some big vision, Correct. you know, ahead, like a big goal or something, you know, like inspires them or sometimes it's the problems pushing them, you know, all the time. So, you know, it's, it's good to have those two because you have the big goal in front of you and you have some naysayers thinking, oh man, you're going to suck, you're going to fail and this, and it just drives you and pushes you. So that's And good. it works. It, it works because you think about those naysayers telling you, you know, oh, you're not going to do it. No, you can't reach it. And that says, okay, well, I'm going to stay two hours later at the office or I'm going to go ahead and make sure I get this done. I'm going to go ahead and push my business to the next level. And that fires us as humans and just takes our business to the next level. Exactly, exactly. You know, like try this, guys. You know, just be uncomfortable. You know, that's what we're talking about. Getting uncomfortable, you know, because people are scared sometimes for other people's opinions. Like it doesn't, it doesn't all matter. It doesn't matter. No. Look, look at, look That's at where the success sits is when you're exactly. uncomfortable, the success sits there. And I get uncomfortable too. Yeah. I mean, we all do. I mean, I, I get uncomfortable, but then I tell myself, well, those naysayers want me to feel uncomfortable. Uh, they want me to say no. They want me to fail. But then I look, okay, there's my family. There's my goals. This is what I need to do. Let's go. You know, have that positive mindset. And I preach every day on my Instagram is positivity. Positive mindset will overcome any negative situation. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And having 1 billion in real estate, man. I mean, we're talking BlackRock levels. So I, I, wish, I, you, I wish you that, my man. Thank you. So, I can't wait. So uh, can we talk about the upcoming economical cycle, where we think we're going, how fast is it going to happen, and, and, you know, maybe some strategies to implement for people who don't know, like, what, you know, that the downturn is going to come in and what they can do in this, in this time to support them from losing their properties. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think we, we touched on it very heavily um, previously. Yes. Don't over leverage yourself. Make sure yourself is not over leveraged during these cycles because it will happen. Um, I'm not a, you know, I can't tell the future. Um, so we don't know that exact time on when it will happen or how long it will be. But if you have yourself over leveraged, it, you're, you're going to hurt yourself. If yourself is un under leveraged, you're going to hurt yourself as well. And that's what happened. We all saw in 08 and 09 here in the States. So the biggest thing is that I got out of single family investments because that single family is one person in there. And if they lose their job or if they stop paying rent and they decide to squat in the property, I'm going to have to evict them. I'm going to have to have another payment on my hands. So yeah. the biggest thing is that that's why I moved to multifamily assets, anything over a hundred units, because I'm leveraging myself. I'm leveraging that if a market correction shifts, I can go ahead and I do the math down to the minimum I need a tenant to pay for us to still cash flow and meet our investors' returns. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Simple. Right. But can, yeah. can you just give an advice? I know you, you're not in the European market and maybe it's, it's hard for you to get a perspective maybe of what's going on in here, but still at the same time, it's a little, it's a little bit different from US market, but would you... It, recommend for somebody to invest uh, well invest to buy um, a, a one apartment or to buy a house like invest into these type of deals would you recommend somebody to do that oh i i would 100 percent um i think the biggest thing is is um really before no matter how much money you have and you know i don't know how the european side of um investing is with accredited or anything like that currently um but i will study it and become an expert on it um, but when it comes to investing, make sure before you make that initial investment and make sure that you're making the correct investment. So don't, everyone thinks single family, let's get one rental. Not necessarily. Why don't you pull your money together uh, with private equity firms like my, mine, for example, and buy a bigger asset and have a bigger return on your investment compared to a single family home. So before you make your investment, I would say explore all options um, because I explore all options when investing because you never know what, what will come across your desk that's a good option. 
Um, so I would say explore all options and find out who's the market um, expert in that area and talk to them when it comes to real estate. Yeah. So I think the answer is no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the answer is no. You know, the short answer is no, guys. Like the bigger is always better. Correct. The bigger yeah. is always better. And, you know, like don't try to make sense. Like I bought this one unit like in this side of town and I have another two units in that side of like it's just imagine the cost of management. I mean, you're going to be managing managing the property, like the toilets, the tenants, the the, the cockroaches, like all that stuff. You're going to be getting you're going to be getting the call at one o'clock in the morning saying my HVAC unit went out. I need AC. Yeah. No, and that, and that's good because you know, like you you should cross your fingers and hope nothing bad is going to happen. You know, nothing bad is going to happen in economy. Your tenants are always going to stay in the property. They're going to take care of it. You know, it's going to be all are going to be good. But this is not a Disneyland, man. Like things happen like in, in life and bad things happen for good people. And maybe you're a good person with a good intention. So you want to succeed in this. And you're like, man, like I'm looking in the mirror every day saying like, I'm a good person. Like I want to succeed. And you feel all the good feelings, but the, the economy does what it does. Yeah. So you can't like, control that. Exactly. So bigger is always better. You know, you know, this is probably in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So can you just give some advice for people who are looking for those bigger properties, like specific uh, things uh, when they tour them, what they should look for uh, to, to indicate it's a good or a bad investment? Yeah, definitely. Well, I would narrow down your niche, number one, like we discussed that one thing. Narrow down if you want a value-added property where you can go in and add value to that property and then hold it for a certain period of time and then sell it or refinance. Or if you want to just go ahead and invest passively, or if you want to go ahead and take down and um, do a class property, brand new development. So I would say find out your niche and then go ahead and schedule a tour with the broker and when you're, when you're touring it, you want to talk to the property manager, find out what the tenants like and don't like, find out what the property manager likes and doesn't like about the property. What can be improved on the property? Um, I would say write down a pros and cons list and find out the pros and cons about the property. And then when touring it, make sure you know, and make sure you're an market expert, know your comps, know your competition, what your competition's offering and incentives. Um, when you're dealing in that A class, you normally, I know I'm normally seeing here in Charlotte one, I've seen up to three months free rent for, for here in Charlotte yeah. um, with $500 credit back. They're desperate to get someone in. Um, yeah. So it's very important to, you know, find out what your competition is doing. Find out, well, if I buy A class right now, am I going to have to do those same? Um, you know, find out the occupancy. How many people are renewing? Um, that's the big thing. How many people feel like it's a home? Because when they renew to me, that goes back on the property manager that they're building a strong relationship with those tenants and those tenants want to stay in that property. Um, and they take care of your property at the end of the day. So those are some questions, you know, some questions I would ask to the broker and to the property manager on the property in general. Okay. Okay. So, because you, you, you mentioned, you know, like the rent roll, I mean, uh, you, you know, it's, it's a big thing. Like people, because, you know, people talk about like the important is go and see the property, feel the property, you know, the roofs, the, 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 the sidewalks, the parking, like all these, you know, the things. But when you go and ask people these questions, either the broker or management, do they tend to lie or exaggerate the situation like uh, a lot or because these things happen, right? Oh, yeah, that, they happen. You know, people lie and stuff. My biggest thing is I, I'm, I'm straightforward. I tell you how it is and I just ask it straight out. Um, if I catch them off guard or not, I just ask them straight out. Um, what does the tenants like or dislike about this property? In your opinion, what do you like and dislike or what can we approve on this property? So I ask them straight up. Um, but if you know your market and you're a market expert, you will know if they are lying or not lying yeah. before, you, before you go ahead and tour that, that building. Exactly. You know, because that's where that's where an expertise starts to come in, because like Correct. at this point, you have to like you have to know people. Oh, like, I agree. You have to know, like when people talk about like reading psychology, like you have to read people. and know when they you like have to tell the truth, because they can be like sometimes they can be like, oh, man, we just installed these brand new copper, uh, you know, like pipes in the building and you go and you do due diligence and it's all freaking like it, it's metal. Like yeah. change the new roof and you find out it's painted. So oh, I agree. I agree. These things it happen. happens. Yeah. So, but having the, the good team, you know, 
be, be, be part of your game and, and the one that, you know, does due diligence and, and support your back. Because, you know, maybe I'm not good in, uh, you know, communicating, but maybe my partner is great at that and find if they're lying or not. And, you, know, you can never ask enough questions when it comes down to it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you're, you're, I put my shoes in my, uh, my investor's shoes. And I, I, I tell, you know, if my investors are pleased with it, then I'm pleased with it. That's, that's how I think. Um, will my investors be pleased with this decision I'm about to make? Um, and that's where you will grow a big business, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. So talking about growing a, a big business, like what's, what's your plan for, uh, for, um, for your company, for QC Capital to invest in the future? How many units are you planning to acquire in the next five years? Yeah, great question. So um, when it comes down to units, I, I, it, it will definitely be substantial. My main goal is the volume under management. So in the next five years, uh, 1.5 billion um, under management that we are operating, that is my goal. What, so sorry, say that again, 1.5? Billion. With a B. With a B, billion. Love it, love it. So yeah. this is again, this is the big leagues we're talking about. You know, what, right. what, it takes, what it takes for a person to go to these leagues to even, to even be able to dream because maybe somebody is watching right now, you know, and thinking like, man, I, I was thinking about buying an apartment or a house or talking about having a billion, uh, you know, assets under management. What, what does it take for a person to leave his mind and think that this is possible? Um, my biggest thing is really um, I meditate too to have that positive mindset because when you when you're getting into the big leads there's a lot of negativity that will be drawn on you um, even if you're just starting out and you're new you'll lose uh, you I've lost deals because being new or I've lost deals so when when you're new you will end up losing deals so having a positive mindset um, to go in and just set your goal and say I'm going to achieve that goal that's the biggest thing and have it in, you have to embed it in your head. So on my phone, on my lock screen and my home screen on my iPhone, I have 1.5 billion for, for my goal. Then I have 1 billion for my net worth. Then I have my uh, five year or my yearly goal. And then what I make, what I'm going to make for my six month goal. So I have it embedded and I always see it every single day, right when I wake up, right when I go to bed. Because that right there, when it's embedded and you can see yourself actually in and reaching that goal, you'll end up reaching that goal. So to step outside of your comfort zone, you have to do things that you are uncomfortable with to reach that end goal that you have in your mind. And everyone's goal is different. Yeah. I just set big goals for myself because I have people I need to prove wrong and I have big goals that I, I want to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have the same, I have the, the, the same, uh, as you mentioned, on a phone screen. I, I, I duplicated that from Steve yeah. Harvey. So, yeah, okay, very good, very good. Good man. So, you know, we 1.5 billion, like how much, how much um, capital are we talking you, you probably need to raise? So, so people, the audience would, would sense the, the, the amount uh, of uncomfortable work involved into this. Very much so. So um, you're, pr you're probably looking with capital wise around uh, 350, $400 million. Oh, okay. so, I would say about 25% of uh, the whole value. Yeah. Yeah. So if you divide that by, by initial investment of 50 or a hundred grand, you can get, you can sense the number of people you need to talk to, like build the relationship. So correct. Like meet all the times, talk with them. And it's not going to be, not everybody's going to say yes. It could oh, be. that's right. It could be maybe if you if you're good looking and you're approachable as Chris is like you know, you know <laughs> it you. could be that everybody will say yes to you but you know it, it could be just it's not maybe if, you know it's a numbers game so from ten people it could be just two or three especially when you're starting it could be you know none correct so, yeah and the biggest know. thing is when you hear that no do not get discouraged and that's what I preach about on my yeah. Instagram is you have that positive mindset so when you hear that no you say thank you. I'll still send you information. You still build a strong relationship because you never know when that no will be a yes. And then you just keep going. You keep on pushing. You just never give up. Um, that's the biggest thing is just do not give up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Plain and simple. That so is right. Talk, talking about Instagram, where, where people can follow your, your great posts, man. I just love them. You know, I, I, as again, I mentioned, you know, your posts are awesome, motivating. Thank you. There's That's some statistics about the real estate, you know, and about real estate game you, you post daily. And, and I just love your Instagram and 
how what other channels can people can find you? I'm gonna put links down below, guys, so we can go and Perfect. follow him and get in get in contact, get in touch, be close uh, in proximity with great people. So how people can find you on social? So um, on Instagram, it's Chris underscore Salerno underscore. So it's my first name, last name, and two underscores. And then on Facebook, it's Chris Salerno. Um, and it's the same with the underscores if you can't find it, but it's Chris Salerno. You should be able to find me. I have a picture yeah, of my do, profile. Yeah. Up there. Guys, just, though, you know, the, the first Easy. step, check if you're not lazy and willing to do the work. Plus, yeah. the check the link down below. Just Definitely. Out. Yeah. So, you, you know, like, man, Chris, it's been a true pleasure. Like, Thank you. Know, the, the, the passion and the love for the real estate game is just, it's coming out of you from, from all ends, from your face, man. And people, Good. Thank you. I love it. People can sense that definitely, you know, and, and you're a great man. And, you know, Thank you. Courage to have yeah. vision, you know, like 1.5 billion, man. People can even, I, you know, like I thought I was dreaming big, man. I need to step my game up. I need to just throw my, uh, you know, dream board away and just start putting new pieces on man. so thanks for that hey hey we always change we always uh have different goals you know in in five years my, that goal may, or in two years that goal may be higher you know um because we're on track to hit it so yeah i mean you know you're always changing goals i've learned um but you definitely have that you have to have that big why and you have to have something that is pushing you to reach that level exactly love it man so just appreciate appreciate the time and the effort you put in definitely this. Thank you so much. Guys, go and check it out. The QC Capital, they're going to find the link down below. Go and follow Chris. Uh, contact him about the, the investments. Uh, you just, we talked before the interview, you said you, you have uh, some investment, new investment coming up. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll, I'll shoot, uh, shoot you an email in regards to that. But yeah, definitely have uh, some great new properties here um, coming up in Charlotte uh, that we're definitely looking to acquire and uh, just taking over Charlotte and the Carolinas. That's awesome. Great, great market. Great market. So oh, phenomenal. I'm going to upload for you guys uh, maybe more uh, information about the North Carolina market so we can go and check, you know, what, what it takes. Is it safe to invest? With Definitely. Then you can, you know, read through the market, you know, and then you can look up uh, the deal that Chris has also. So again, yeah. been a pleasure. Thanks for your time. And yes. And I hope I'll see you next time, you know, maybe face to face with a cup of coffee and we can talk through, you know, some deals and stuff like that. So. My plan's to come over there um, at the end of the summer. So when I do, I'll make sure we can have a cup of coffee. Man, I love it. Love it. Okay, man. Great talking with you. All right. It's a pleasure. Take time. care. Take care.